Welcome, beautiful soul, to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I'm Danielle Lantieri, an ITA energy medicine practitioner, intuitive empath, and spiritual writer, here to bridge the gap between science and spirituality. In this space, we deep dive every week into topics designed to help you awaken, align, self-heal, and transform. I believe the stars have called you to this podcast for a reason. Let's dive in and find out why. Hello, my beautiful friend. Welcome or welcome back. I felt so inspired to chat with you guys today. And usually I plan and brainstorm the topic that I'm going to talk about, but not today. Today I just wanted to turn on the mic and start talking because I just feel that this is a really important message to share, especially at this time. So I'm all curled up in my bed with a cup of tea, and my intention for today's talk is for it to be like a casual but deep conversation about life between close friends. This year is coming to a close, so reflections are starting to be made and intentions are starting to get set. And this time of year more than any other can bring up a lot of uncertainties and worries about what the future holds, if we are on our right path, if we are wasting time, or any other concerns about the progress of our journeys. So today, I wanted to talk about the fear of the unknown and what it means to truly trust your intuition. I don't know about you, but I love to be in control. And if the last two years have taught me anything, it's that control is subjective. There is a lot that we can't control, like the events that have been going on, the rules and regulations that are preventing us from doing things that we desire to do, the loss of loved ones, how people treat you and so many other things. But if these events have taught me anything, it's that we really do have power over the things that truly matter. For example, our intentions, the energy that we put out into the field, we have control over that. The mindsets we have, the perspectives we have around certain experiences. We also have control over our response to life's trials. If we spiral into victim mode or if we fight to find the lesson, We have control over how we speak to ourselves and others. No matter how other people are treating us, what we do have control over is how we treat others, how we forgive, how we set boundaries, how we navigate uncomfortable discussions. We also have control over how we manage our own stress. Do we self-medicate or do we meditate? And how we take care of our overall health, that is in our control. But more than anything... I feel like the most important decision we have is the ability to choose faith over fear, to surrender to the knowing that we are supported and guided over letting our cognitive mind and ego spiral in limiting beliefs and negative thoughts. We may not be able to control the events that we experience, but we have 100% total control over our response to them, and choosing a healthy response is empowering. Fearing the unknown has been a collective issue for a while, but especially recently. Everyone is questioning, whether that be on a small scale or a large scale. People are quitting their jobs, leaving long-term relationships, moving away from home. All of these changes, despite being good changes, can oftentimes be scary and uncomfortable. Leaping into the unknown without a clear view of what it will look like and where you will land takes a lot of courage. And we've all been making those really big leaps in the last few years. 
So when we approach this fear of the unknown, we have to trust that we are always being guided and always being supported, and that even if we mess up or make a mistake, we can't stray too far from our path because all obstacles are opportunities, opportunities to grow, to learn, to gain a new perspective on life. When we view hardships as a push towards growth and not punishment, we take our power back. We look fear in its face and say, no, I have faith that I'll be okay. And it's not always easy. But if we practice just sitting in the uncomfortable and trying to view it with a lens of neutrality rather than the mindset of we have to find the answer, we have to prepare for the worst case scenario. If we just sit there and we acknowledge our feelings and acknowledge the triggers that are causing us to feel this way, we can gain a lot of clarity about our own selves and our lives while also feeling empowered that we can overcome any trial that we face. Because the truth is, you can plan as much as you would like, but that does not guarantee the outcome you desire. And that's coming from someone who plans and plans and plans. And it honestly rarely works out if I'm being honest. I feel like I always get redirected to something that's better for me. And I can't remember who said this first, but you know that phrase, rejection is redirection and protection? That's so true. Every time I face something in my life that was extremely disappointing or I've been rejected in some way, it has always been something that's been beneficial. It's always pointed me in the right direction or given me a new perspective that has gotten me somewhere where I am supposed to be. For example, my entire college experience was completely blown apart by the whole COVID stuff. I was at NYU studying journalism and then the pandemic hit and I had to come home. And I decided to take a gap year between my freshman year and my sophomore year because I did not want to pay all of that NYU tuition to learn from my laptop. It just didn't feel comfortable to me. It didn't feel aligned. So I took that gap year. I worked. I read. I started my business. It was so extremely beautiful. And I'm so grateful for that time. But I came up against the decision of do I go back to NYU or do I not go back to NYU? And I decided that I was going to apply to the BFA program of a school that's only 20 minutes for me, because after looking it up, it seemed like one of the best options, and I was really excited about it. So I spend weeks and weeks perfecting my application, I'm really excited, I'm super empowered, and I'm like, universe, this feels so right for me, this feels so true, like, help me make it in. They only accept, I think, between 10 and 20 students, and it's super selective, and the professors and the program is super elite. So I was, I was a little nervous. I was like, all right, I believe in my capabilities and I know I'm a good writer, but they need to think that and I need to be able to convey that through my application. So I work really hard on my application. I send it in. I have positive vibes. I'm doing the manifestations. I'm doing all of the stuff. And then I just sit back and wait. And I remember the entire details of what happens next. I'm sitting on the couch with my boyfriend and I get an email from the director of the program and I open it and it's a personalized rejection letter, which I feel like is sometimes even worse. And I could just feel my heart drop into the pit of my stomach. Whoa, this was all that I wanted. This is all that I worked for for the past few months, perfecting this application and I didn't get in. And I remember I was sitting there and I didn't tell my boyfriend yet, I didn't say anything. And I was just allowing all of the emotions that I was feeling to just come up to the surface. And I was just acknowledging them with non-judgment. I didn't try to act like I was okay. I didn't fall into victim mentality being like, poor me, how could this happen? 
I just allowed all of the feelings to come and bubble up to the surface, and that was it. I just sat there, and I felt. And as I did that, as I was in the present moment and in the present awareness of what was happening in my mind, I got this thought. And the thought was, wow, I guess this program isn't what's meant for me. I wonder what is. I wonder what could possibly be better than this that is on its way to me. And all of my negative emotions, all of the sadness and rejection, all of them just melted away. And I felt calm. And I was like, all right, I still have no idea what I'm going to be doing. I have no idea what school I'm going to be going to. I have no idea what I'm going to be studying. But what I do know is that this rejection is not saying that I'm a bad writer and that I'm never going to be successful in that field. What this rejection is saying is that this program is not what is for my highest good. And for that, I'm grateful that I didn't get in and spend four years in this program only for it to be not what's best for me. And as the story unfolds, I ended up, since I already applied to Stony Brook, I was looking at their other programs, and I ended up doing a lot of research into their psychology program. And I found out that Stony Brook's grad program is actually number one in the country for clinical psychology. And the professors in the program and honestly the entire department is just extremely amazing. And so that's what I ended up doing. I ended up switching my major to psychology. And when I say I've never felt so aligned and so on the path to my greater purpose, it's not even funny. So that rejection really was redirection and protection. I don't know if this is just me, but the times when I feel the most lost are the times in my life when I find myself the most. When I rediscover parts of myself that I didn't even know were there. When I connect to myself on a deeper, deeper level. This all happens in times of great confusion and where the fear of the unknown can really rear its ugly head out. And it's times like these, when we're in the ebb and flow of clarity and confusion and clarity and confusion, when we're in these periods of what the heck is going to happen next and am I even on the right path, when we're in these moments. It is so important that we really lean on faith and we lean on trusting our intuition. Something I also like to do when I'm in these periods of time is to set intentions rather than concrete goals. Because if I'm not clear, then I can't exactly set a goal and make a plan for exactly what I want because I have no idea what I want. So just setting the intention that my highest good is inevitable and that I will gain clarity and that I'm open and ready to receive all that my soul is meant to receive. Those are the intentions I set, and what it does is it really makes me feel safe, and it makes me feel grounded, and it brings me back to that faith in the universe and faith in myself. So as this year comes to a close, and I feel like a lot of us are in this energy of reflection, and honestly, I'd say it's like a deep clean of our life. Like we're looking at everything, we're ripping the sheets off the bed, we are moving drawers around, we're vacuuming, we're dusting, and we're finding all these hidden things and we're looking at them and we're saying, is this what I want to keep moving forward or is this something that I need to leave in the past? And so as we come up against this time of reflection and confusion, I think it's really important that we all try to tune in before making big decisions rather than just letting the opinions of the external world, whether that be your friends, social media, the news, your teachers, etc., make those decisions for you. Since everyone is in a time of great reflection and questioning, other people's opinions may be biased and skewed towards what they are currently experiencing. So taking what other people say with a grain of salt and focusing on how things make you feel 
is going to be a really valuable tool moving forward. I love my family, and I love my friends, and I love getting their opinions and hearing their advice, but at the end of the day, if I am to make a decision, it's because I've tuned in, I've tapped in, and I've uncovered the truth within myself. I've allowed the voice of my intuition to rise to the surface and point me in my right direction. I never make decisions based on the opinions of others. I think that the opinions of others can be really valuable in how they trigger us and how they make us feel, and they can be really great indicators in pointing us in the right direction of what we feel is true, but ultimately they are not the things that we are supposed to make our decisions based off of. And in the same vein of trusting your intuition, I want to note that there is a very clear difference between anxiety and intuition. Anxiety comes out when you are scared and that you'd rather just play it safe and stay small than deal with the consequences of not knowing what's going to happen next. And I tend to feel my anxiety kind of like a, like a rock in my solar plexus area. I know that that is not my intuition. My intuition makes me feel safe, even if I have no idea what's going to happen next. It makes me feel supported and guided and grounded and honestly a little excited. My intuition feels like butterflies in my stomach, whereas anxiety kind of pulls me down. It feels heavy. It feels limiting. So if you don't already know the signs of your own anxiety and your own intuition, then I feel like this is a really great time period to test that out. Just set the intention that you are going to become more aware of what both of those things feel in your body and how those thoughts come up in your brain. But in general, trusting your intuition over your anxiety is focusing on the feelings of alignment and excitement and ease rather than fear. And one of the last things I want to talk about when it comes to overcoming the fear of the unknown is to always take the path of least resistance. And that does not mean take the path that seems the easiest or the most comfortable, because all change has its challenges. The path of least resistance is one that you feel naturally guided towards, even if it looks like it has its own challenges and hardships. It feels like the one that's the easiest to gravitate towards. The path of least resistance can be having a difficult conversation with a family member about setting boundaries. Even though that conversation is most likely to be uncomfortable, that is the path of least resistance because you aren't choosing to prolong disrespectful behavior while you harbor your own negative feelings instead of letting them out. I like to think of the path of least resistance as something that at the end of whatever challenge is there for you, it is going to be easier. Like if overcoming the challenge is going to make your life better in the end, then that's the path you need to go on. Ignoring the challenge or sweeping it under the rug will only cause more hardship in the future. So the path of least resistance is one that will cause you the least resistance overall, even if the experience that you are coming up against is one that is challenging and uncomfortable. And in the same breath, I find vulnerability and authenticity will always lead to the path of least resistance. It will always lead you towards what you need to go through in order to grow. When you're vulnerable with yourself and others, and when you don't hide who you really are. If you are you 100% of the time, and you are showing up with your heart on your sleeve, ready to grow, then that's what will happen. And you'll be supported and guided always no matter if you have clarity or if you only have confusion. To summarize this, growth is hard. The fear of the unknown can be so challenging, but the best thing for us to do for our own evolution is to strengthen our faith in whatever form that looks like for us 
and to focus on what we can control, to tune out the static and the noise, and to tune into our own inner compass, to look at how things make us feel and follow the path of least resistance, and most importantly, not letting the discomfort that comes with growth deter us from following the path of our highest good. It is during the times when I feel totally and completely lost that I end up finding the most clarity about myself and my life. So if you're feeling ungrounded or confused, know that this is the breakdown before the breakthrough, and soon enough you will feel more aligned and balanced than ever. Life is a constant cycle of ebb and flow. If you feel lost, you're just in an ebb, so don't lose faith in the flow. It will all come in in divine timing. Just because you don't know what's going to happen next doesn't mean that it's worthy of your fear. It's in times of confusion when we need to strengthen our faith and our intuition more than ever. And I hope this cozy little tea talk has inspired you to do just that. Okay, my beautiful friend, that concludes today's episode of the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I hope you have a wonderful rest of 2021. And as you spend time with your family and friends, I hope you also take the time that you need to rest and reflect. As always, if you'd like to keep in touch with me or browse my other sites, everything is linked in the show notes. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'm sending as much light and love as I possibly can through the mic. I hope you can feel it. Talk to you soon!